Hi, and welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, and in this Simply Happy Conversation, I'm talking with Lise, a presenter, author, and podcast host of The Lise and Sarah Show. She's one half of those two girls duo and carry-on-only travel enthusiast. Lise shares traveling tips with teens and tweens, the challenges of packing carry-on only for you and your family, and some packing tips for carry-on only travel. This conversation is a video recording that you can watch on YouTube. Let's jump into this Simply Happy guest conversation. Welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, wellness and organizational coach and yin and nidra yoga instructor. This podcast will help you create more time using organizational strategies so that you can start to simplify your life and prioritize your health. I'll be sharing conversations with other health and organizational experts and solo episodes with tips to help you simplify your life and prioritize your health. So today on Simply Happy Conversations, I have with me Lise. She is a presenter and an author and also podcast host of the Lise and Sarah show. And she's just returned from her own travels overseas with carry-on luggage with her and her whole family. And that's why I've asked her here onto the show. So welcome, Lise. Hi, Narelle. Thanks for having me. Oh, no, it's so exciting to have you on and to chat about your whole adventure overseas and the packing carry-on luggage only. I'm here for it. Anything (laughs) you want to know, any sordid detail, you know that I love a deep dive. So I'm just thrilled to be talking to someone who does this properly for a living. (laughs) For a living, exactly. (laughs) So start with it. Tell us about your trip and what were the highlights and why, why you went over to France in the first place? Sure. Well, look, this has been, this family trip has been a long time coming. And I did speak about that throughout my Instagram diaries, as I like to call them now. Uh, So, We've been planning this, I reckon, for 10 years. Not so much the logistics of the trip, but our children are now finally at an age where my husband and I felt capable of creating an unforgettable trip for all of us. We just aren't the type of people who were prepared to spend a fair amount of money because we know that any kind of overseas travel requires a fair bit of pre-planning from that side of things. We just didn't want to do that when they were toddlers. I mean, I take my hat off to the real adventurous people who do it with little kids in tow. I really do, but that's just not who we are. And possibly because we did live uh, what, what you would call maybe an expatriate lifestyle in the early stages of our parenthood. We were actually living in France for three and a half years when we have our, when we had our first boy. And I think our travel bucket was full. Um, and we just wanted to live a pretty normal life back home in Australia and pack the suitcases away. So we really didn't do a great deal of any travel for the better part of a decade. And now that our eldest is just about to turn 14 and the youngest is about to turn 10, 
we thought this is it. This is the time. They still love being around us. Um, <laughs> they're old enough to make really decent core memories. Um, and, you know, we don't have to worry about things like bedtimes or, you know, just those little meltdowns when they're hungry. So we embarked on this really magical European adventure to places like, you know, France, Germany, Italy predominantly. Um, and it was five weeks of absolute adventure and magic, truly. Yeah. And if anyone wants to, I highly recommend going and watching your highlights in your Instagram and seeing your trip because it is amazing and it just makes you feel like you're there on the holiday as well. The way you uh, sort of engage with the audience, I think is great and share oh, your days you. and what you did. So then <laughs> have you, um, how did you get the boys on board with carry on luggage only? Oh, they had no, no I'm in charge. <laughs> <laughs> have we met? I am. I Look, there was no need. There was no need to twist their arms. They, we don't do well with a great deal of chaos. You know, even in our home, we try and streamline things a lot because that just seems to make us all behave better, um, find things faster. Uh, and I guess that's just how we raise them. So when I just said to them, you have one little backpack and you are in charge of that backpack entirely, Dad and I are not carrying anything. You're both old enough to do this backpacking thing properly. And that was enough to really excite them and engage them in the in the challenge itself, which is like, you're not little, little kids anymore. This is the real, this is what real travelers do, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so they were, they were stoked from day one. And I will say that my husband as well, he was like, yes, we are not packing everything in the kitchen sink. Neither of us wanted to spend any energy on any part of this trip rifling through bags and dealing with, with mountains of laundry. We just didn't want that for ourselves. Um, so it was easy to get them on board. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas when I've mentioned your name and your account to some other friends, they're like, oh, no, 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 that is not me at all. So have you always been like this, even prior to kids, is packing light? Yeah, I think so. I did. Um, I lived overseas for quite a while and travel was kind of, was was part of what I did. And I think I really quickly cottoned on to how much simpler my life was when I had to, you know, either quickly get ready for a, a last-minute trip or just being in a foreign place and not having to pull those rolly suitcases in the dark in a, in a, in an unfamiliar place. I, from a young age, I would say in my mid mid to late twenties when I was traveling a lot. I very quickly understood the benefits of being flexible and agile um, with my belongings. So, yeah, and, and like even though I am a girly girl um, 
And I know that a huge part of travelling for particularly women our age is the joy of having multiple outfit changes and, you know, options. So many of my girlfriends are like, I, why would you take the fun out of it, Lise? Half the fun <laughs> of being in Tuscany is trying to decide what am I going to wear for drinks tonight? I get that. I totally get that. But this was not the trip for that. So if I'm very clear in saying if I were to do this with my sister and a couple of girlfriends, I would probably do it differently again. I just think for a young family, our goal, our mojo was all about let's just experience heaps of stuff and not be bogged down by the boring logistics of packing and unpacking. Didn't want that. Not a bar of it. And so was there a piece of clothing that you wish you had have taken that you didn't Not, take? No. No. And was there a piece of clothing that you took that you wish you didn't take though? Yeah, probably. Probably. Um I did I did pack um sort of like an oversized denim jacket, yes. which I did do love. Yeah. I, look, I did wear it. I did wear it. I probably wore it three times, which I figure oh, not sorry. bad. But Compared to the wear I got out of other pieces, I would say that it weighed me down. And because it was sort of like a, you know, it's one of those sort of um, larger, heavier denims, it was quite heavy. So when I think of what else I could have brought in lieu of that, I think, yeah, that was probably a misstep. Um, Did you have the blazer in the end? I did. I had my linen blazer, which I loved. Okay. Yeah, probably. And so much lighter, so much lighter. Yeah. 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 Oh, great. So then tell us about your traveling with like teens and tweens. What were some of the challenges or some of the things that we need to keep in mind? Mm. I think what, what worked really well for us is really playing on that whole independence factor. Um, I, I gave them two things that I think really paid off. One of them was a crossbody bag, like a little, we, we called them their man satchels. Um, imagine a bum bag, but that you strap across your chest. And I just picked them up from Kmart. They were $10 and I thought, eh, I'll take a punt on this. And single-handedly that item transformed I suppose how they felt about themselves in this in this trip so things that went in that satchel included you know your little bottles of hand sanitizer each a roll of sunscreen um, they had their tic tacs and all the random stuff they like to bring fidgets. along <laughs> fidgets but yeah my youngest had, like little things that they like to have on their person uh, they had a bucket hat that they'd throw in there even down to their toothbrushes, which were obviously in like a toothbrush case, individual toothbrush case. But Narelle, just not having to think about packing that for the other members of my family. I'm not, I'm not their slave. I repeat, I, I remind them of this on the <laughs> daily. I'm trying to to raise independent, thoughtful and capable young men if you can't pack your toothbrush for yourself, we've got bigger problems here, you know. So it was really just drilling into them. This is yours. You've also got your backpack. You're in charge of both. And and that really worked for us. 
The other thing um, that we loved and so simple um, was a pair of little slides for them. Like we just went with a Birkenstock style sandal. I certainly didn't pay premium dollar for them. I think I got them from Big W or Target. But they were sort of chic enough that they didn't look like a pair of rubber flip-flops. They went back with everything and, again, that ease of wear and flexibility and speed, you know, it's like let's get out the door, slides were on. That really, really helped. And it was just easy for them and enjoyable for them to get ready as opposed to a burden, you know. And then in terms of activities and itineraries, I think, again, what what we found really successful as a family was balancing out the big touristy monuments and, you know, all the must-sees in those big cities like Paris and Rome, which is really important when you're going that far. Mm. You want your kids to, to, to see those, you know, historically valuable and important um, monuments. But if you're going to be really honest with yourself, it's not what they love the most. <laughs> it really just isn't. And it's not that, you know, that that's relative to age. When they're 18 and 20 and yeah. what have you, they will make their own adventures and do what they want to do and maybe they'll be interested in seeing the Sistine Chapel. Um, I can tell you that a 10 and 14-year-old are not. No, my and son would be wanting to look at Pokemon, what special Pokemon France has, but, you know, not that's the That's right. So I think it's sort of like you you can either wrestle with that and yeah. get really upset about it or you can say today we're going to the Colosseum and we're going to do, we, we, we're going to go check it out and maybe do a guided tour or what have you. And tomorrow we're going e-bike riding through, <laughs> you know, the, the the Roman countryside. I mean, then you've got them on board and, yeah. and then you've got really great little travellers who understand that it's a give and take. And sometimes mum and dad do just want to sit at a cafe sipping limoncello spritzes <laughs> and that's okay because tonight we're going scootering, <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. So it's a real dance and I think... Um, that was cool for all of us to just be aware of who needs what at what time. And we, we built things in like uh, we took them to a theme park in France, uh, bought a two-day pass and basically ro- rode roller coasters for 48 hours straight. But, you know, <laughs> they loved it. Is it something yeah. that Dane and I would have chosen to do? Probably not. It was a wonderful family memory. Um, so I would say just be flexible and, and, and don't, don't just stick to what you feel you should do in those big European destinations. Um, and then I'll probably just throw in two extra ones that we found worked super well. Um, no bedtime which yeah. goes against everything I believe in as a boring Monday to Friday back home in Australia parent. I'm quite strict on things like that. But on holidays, geez, it's nice not, yeah. to, not, to, not to crack down on that and to really break the cycle. And 
in but, Europe. Were they really tired from walking no. all day anyway? Oh, no. <laughs> no, not at all. They, I think they were just really relaxed. And I think that, that again, harks back to the ages that they're at. Yeah, they can true. handle it. They can handle it. They were also sleeping in, oh, which yeah. I know is a foreign concept if you're listening or watching and you have young children. Um you're going to hate me right now, but yes, my children have hit the age where they sleep in. So, you know, we could be up till midnight yeah. um, and they'd sleep in till 9.30. It's a miracle. I know, um, same. Mine are the same age as yours, so I'm it's, just hitting it as well. It's amazing. And yeah. I suppose being in Europe through summer, yeah. it is absolutely the way things are done over there. People do not sit down for dinner before 9pm. So if with I would have struggled with very little children for that reason. So we were just like, no bedtime, let's go with the flow, roll with the punches, and we'll sleep when we're tired. And they just loved that from us. They were like, who are these people? <laughs> They're not our parents. <laughs> where, are our, where are our parents? <laughs> so that was great. Um, and then, yeah, we did a lot of Airbnb and booking.com type um, accommodations, not a great deal of hotels. Um, so did you cook and, as well while you were there? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we yeah. did. Like yeah, not not every destination, good. but um, there were certainly some nights where we were bridging between two two big stops where we yeah. were like, we're not going out to dinner tonight. We'll yeah. run down, grab a packet of pasta. Um, and the accommodations, the Airbnbs that had Netflix, Narelle, God, that was great. It was just because we had no TV. Yeah, yeah. There was no TV watching for five weeks. Um, the kids don't really have devices. They just use mine. Yeah. <laughs> so to get to a, an accommodation and, you know, it wasn't all of them, but to have the Netflix there, oh, my God, that was just brilliant yeah. for them just to have a little bit of downtime. Yeah. Um, so I would say if you're doing a lot of travelling like we were and somewhere's got the streaming services, that'll pay, that, that, that'll give you a bit of um, respite. Oh, that's an awesome tip. Yes, definitely. Something to look out for when you're booking your accommodation. Yeah. So when you were doing it, what were some of the challenges of packing your bag? They are hilarious, your highlights <laughs> of that. So you have to go back and watch the first part um, and make sure you're not cooking or doing something and then get stuck in and forget about everything else or putting kids to bed or anything. You have to spend time to watch your highlights. <laughs> Don't do what I did. So what are some of the challenges you found with packing? Because it looks like it's just great fun to me as a yeah. professional organiser, but I'm sure other people would be like, no, that looks like hell. <laughs> yeah, look, I I had so much fun with it because <laughs> I really went down a rabbit hole, let's be honest. The, the extent and the detail that I went to, mostly because, the main challenge was that the airline we travelled with, um, they stipulate that each individual can carry on seven kilograms. So your carry-on suit, mini suitcase or backpack in our case can uh, weigh seven kilos. And then on top of that, we were each allowed a personal item. So that can be a coat or in my case, um, a tote bag, like a handbag, right? And then the three, my husband and our two sons, each of them had their man satchels, which is great because that that adds up. Like you can put mm. a little bit in there and what have you. So the, the the number one challenge was how do we get five weeks worth of clothing into seven kilograms worth of carry-on luggage? Um, 
that takes time unless maybe you're Narelle King in which case you're a pro and you're probably watching my stories going why is this taking her so long um but in my case I really set aside three full weeks I think I've I've gone back to my highlights and I think it was about three weeks prior to departure um, and that I fa- there is no way I could have done this on the fly because there yeah. was a lot of trial and error. There was a lot of weigh-ins. <laughs> if you've watched yes. it, you'll know what I mean. Where I ve- there's a lot of suspense, you know, of weighing a bag and is it over seven kilos? And then how do we? What are we taking out? What are we shuffling around? What can I get one of my kids to carry for me? Oh, that's that's the funniest part. <laughs> It's like you sneaking things in. (laughs) Can the nine-year-old take my pair of Levi jeans? I think we can say he will, and he did. (laughs) Um, So it it is, like it does take a lot of planning to work out, I I, I suppose more so for for women, let's just generalise here, to work out what your capsule wardrobe is really going to be for the five weeks because there's not a lot of items and each of them have to work back with one another and you need to be able to go to a lovely restaurant and you also need to be able to walk 12 kilometres every day. So it's a lot of finessing. That was the biggest challenge for me. Um, so, yeah, but look, I really enjoyed it. And then working out what tools do I need to make this easier on yeah. myself. And I think those who who have watched the stories will see that I relied heavily on a rolling rack, sort of like a clothing yeah. rack that I ran out to target. I just couldn't have it all on the bed. It would have been too overwhelming. So I thought if I have some sort of rack, like in a shop, and... I put everything up and then I can really have a visual understanding of, oh, hold on, I've already got five T-shirts up there. That's ridiculous. Whereas if it's all on the bed, um, it can very quickly become too much. Yeah, that's definitely a great point, having it hanging. And it's funny, I've worked with a lady who's a... um, dancer like you know ballroom dancers and she has a rack but then also she wanted racks hooks put at her height so that she can stand next to it and she can put the outfits to make sure that they line up so the top hook needed to be right near where her is her like shoulders are and then down low so you know we were measuring her to get the hooks right but yes that that made a huge difference she said by being able to see them out yeah absolutely for you it would be the same thing yeah what oh what about your shoes Mm. because that was interesting getting shoes that are going to be comfortable that are going to be look good with everything you wear and light really isn't it yeah so I traveled with three pairs of shoes One of those was a pair of New Balance sneakers that really worked for those long walking days and active days, but also worked for a street, you know, like a cool sort of street fashion look. You know, they they sort of went back with everything. Um, They were neutral enough that they're not Larry. They're not a black Nike sneaker, which is originally what I was going to take for all my active days until everyone pointed out, no, you need you can't bring two pairs of sneakers. Yeah. You just can't. There's no room. And they were so right. They were so right. So the New Balance sneakers were really a key element to my capsule wardrobe. 
Then the two other pairs were actually the same pair of sandal, but in one in black, one in nude, like a neutrally tan colour. And they were very flat. I'd worn them in the previous summer, so I had tested their comfort levels and thank God for that because they're the only shoes you have, so they need to be really comfortable. And they were very flat and took took up hardly any room at all. Um, And those three shoes worked back with every single thing I packed at any given point. Um, I did also pack a pair of – I don't really count them as a fourth shoe because they were more like – a plastic Birkenstock style, you know, those, the ones that you can hose off, they weigh about 10 grams. And I knew that we had a couple of boat days, a couple of beach days. And I thought, do I want to be doing up a buckle on a leather sandal when I'm going to, no, like I, and I'm so glad I packed those because I did really just, I did use them a lot. Um, so yeah, it was, but it took me ages to come to those conclusions. It was not immediate at all. Um, so I would say that what, one of my biggest tips for carry on only travel is, is time and dedicating a space yeah. in your home, whether that's a corner, whether that's a spare bedroom, which is what I had with the Europe room. <laughs> but I also have had people send in their their sort of interpretation of the Europe room. One lady sent me a photo of like a really large laundry basket. She said, I don't have a spare room in my house. I don't have a corner that's not going to get trashed by an animal or a child, but I've got a laundry basket. And for now, everything is going to go into that until I can lay it all out on my bed and start the packing process. So I think it's completely doable, but having something where whenever you think of an item, you go and place it there because I can't trust my brain. I've got too much on like we all do. So the minute you you think about it, action it. That would be what I'd say, yeah. Yeah. And one last area then, what about around... um, makeup and you know like liquids because that's been already like we've got a trip planned for the school holidays for Malaysia and my daughter was like what about the liquids mom yeah well I've got the 20 kilos so that's fine I'll carry it but yeah if you don't have 20 kilos what um how did you work around that so with carry-on only um across the board Mm. it's 50 mil, I think, or it's under under 100 mil yeah. that you can carry on. Otherwise, if any product or liquid or what have you exceeds that 100 mil, you've got to check that luggage in. So we obviously were really strict with that. Um, again, it was a process of trial and error. I looked at my makeup or my skincare and I just had to be really strict. Like what do I, what, what is a non-negotiable for me? And what is something that I love to use, but I probably don't need to use? And I went by that. So by the end of it, I had two Ziploc bags because you've got to, when you go through security, um, I would say just be ready for all of that. There's nothing worse than rummaging and having to find theirs their airport Ziploc bags. It's quite stressful. So two little Ziploc bags that I just throw on the trays and 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 show the security guards. Um, I think in the end I had two of those and there were things like um, a tinted moisturizer that I use on my on my face 
but that also doubles as a 50 plus sunscreen. Okay. So things like that were excellent. And I loved, loved, loved that product. Um, I did away with, um, I think I took a face cream. I, d- I did away with a night cream. You know, I just, you can't yeah. bring it all. And the other amazing thing is that they have shops overseas. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I kept reminding myself. If I can't live without applying a night cream, I'm pretty sure I'll find one in Italy. At the end of the day, I absolutely could live without a night cream. It didn't phase me at all. Um, And, yeah, so I think, again, it's just giving yourself time so that you're not chucking products in Mm. in a panic last minute. And I yes. love you went and got your eyelashes and your yes. eyebrows. So then did you not take a mascara or you still took a mascara? You I still took a ma- little... I still took a mascara. Yeah. Um, but I didn't take a I, I typically use an eyelash curling wand. Yeah, yeah. Those so atrocious. Yeah. yeah, those <laughs> atrocious looking contraptions. Um, but I have quite straight, unruly eyelashes uh, that don't do much. So usually I would do that, but I did go and get that eyelash curling treatment, which was quite, quite lovely to be honest I don't really do that kind of stuff a lot Um, and that was brilliant I actually felt so put together and well presented all of the time with very little my eyebrows were really well groomed eyelashes were in full snuffleupagus mode (laughs) um, and a little bit of tinted sunscreen and I was good to go like you know you're on holidays it's hot as hell who cares yeah yeah (laughs) So before we finish up, is there any other tips that you would recommend to people for packing if they were just going with carry-on luggage only? I mean, look, I... You can go and watch all your stories. You can, you can. um, It's all there, but I would say I will never not use a packing cube. This was our first time, Narelle, using packing cubes, and I used two two types. For the boys, they really didn't have a lot of stuff. So they most of, I think my eldest's bag weighed in at six kilos and my youngest was like 5.3. So they didn't, they were easy to get under the 7K mark. So they just got ordinary packing cubes. um, But my husband and I went next level and we did the compression packing cubes, which we found brilliant for larger sized clothing so adult clothing or those bigger pieces like a blazer or a pair of trousers they were I can't believe how well they worked I cannot believe how much space we saved so I would say across the board some sort of packing cube will blow your mind and also just when you're unpacking or trying to find where's that t-shirt it's such a great system you can you can label them if you want to. You can tie a ribbon around the one with the shirts or you can nico. You can write in a nico if you want shirts on one, shorts on the other. But for the kids, it was exceptional. It was yeah. just to have those systems in place. There was not once where I looked around our hotel or Airbnb and thought, this is a pigsty and I hate it. I feel like I'm at home. Not once. 
Yeah, but you also had less clothing, which I think less is huge, isn't it? And that yes. is the biggest thing when I'm working with clients. It's like you need to reduce the clothing in the first place to reduce it, the overwhelm. It really felt yeah. like a holiday, but I understand it's not for everyone. No. I understand that we're all different and for some people a holiday is a little bit of excess. So I get it. I get it. But, yeah, the packing cubes, um, I loved my digital scales. Yes. <laughs> I loved my digital luggage scales because that was a an integral tool prior to departure to make sure that everything was well and truly under seven kilos. So that was really useful. There was no guessing there. Um, and yeah, just just have some good some good systems in place and some good good tools. A great backpack, a great tote. Test it all out, and off you go. Oh, that is fantastic. There's so many tips. So if people wanted more, like like they don't want to sit there and watch through every highlight and pen and paper and write everything down, how else can they get this information from you? Sure. Well, look, you can always follow me on my Instagram at Lise Carlaw. I I'm pretty good with DMs. Not all of them, I will say. Um, I can't get to all of them, but you can always ask me a question there. I'm more than happy to help. Um, I've also for everything trip related, which is kind of a specific audience that wanted the nitty gritty. I have started a Substack newsletter where I'm putting down exactly what I packed, item for item, exactly the tools I used, the compression cubes and the links to that, everything. I've just sort of written those articles and you can access them there. Um, And I think that's probably a really good start. And we we are obviously talking a little bit about the trip on our podcast, The Lees and Sarah Show. Um, And without giving too much away, Sarah and I, my co-host and best friend, we are going to be doing a little bit more traveling together because this has gone <laughs> so we 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 really know that women our age, families in similar situations, everyone's so keen to get back to travel. And yeah. um we will be doing more of that. So we'd love you to follow along on Instagram as well at Lees and Sarah um, and jump on the podcast and come along for for a laugh and a chat. Oh, and your merch as well. Oh, oh God. I mean, talk about, talk about (laughs) something coming out of nothing. Um, Yeah, look, we do, we do occasionally do a fun line of merch. Um, This one obviously came off the back of something stupid I said on one of my Instagram stories after a particularly challenging mountain bike riding day (laughs) with my family where I did injure myself in the nether regions and somehow used the very colourful language around decimated undercarriage and that has taken off. Um, A commentator on the Tour de France ended up using those very words. So, of course, we just had to deliver and we do have decimated undercarriage caps available. (laughs) Oh, which is great. And you do have to go and watch that particular part of your highlights. (laughs) I felt for you because my husband's a, a mountain bike rider. So I was like, oh, showing him. Is this like, you know, hero in Brighton? He's like way worse than that. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that 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 was probably a low light of the trip, <laughs> if I'm honest. But, look, the, these are the things that travel brings, just so so many stories and that memories, mem- yeah. good and bad, yeah, good yeah. and bad, and I'll always have my decimated undercarriage cap 
to remind me of that day on the mountain. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, Lise, thank you so much for your advice, tips, and also your time today. Oh, my pleasure. My absolute pleasure. And we hope you follow along on our subsequent travel journeys because it's, oh, it's going to be a hoot. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Thanks, More organising porn, isn't it? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. It's been too long. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me for today's Simply Happy Conversation. If you find yourself wasting precious time searching for misplaced items and wishing for a more organized life, then you need my five-minute declutter ebook, the ultimate guide to quick and easy organizing solutions for a clutter-free and happy home. Forget about spending months comarying your house. These fun solutions are designed to give you immediate results in under five minutes. Head over to Simply Happy in the resource section and download your free copy and start seeing results in minutes. I'd like to acknowledge the Wadharong people of the Kulin Nation on which this podcast is recorded as the traditional custodians of the land. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging.